Hey everyone, I'm so excited to be here with you. My name is Sierra. I'm here with Pastor Danny. Go ahead and say hello. Hello, people. And we're here with a limited series podcast as we go through the series, The Lies We Listen To. We're so excited to be able to deep dive into some of these lies that we are talking about each week with different pastors. And starting this week, like I said, we have Pastor Danny. But first, we want to take an opportunity for those of you who don't know him already to get to know Pastor Danny. So I have some questions that I'm going to ask okay. you in just a bit, actually. But first, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, my name is uh, Danny Butcher. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, my wife and I, we've been here at BCA for about seven years. We have four kids ranging from eight to 16. I mean, Judah, Jane, and Mo, mm-hmm. uh, Moses, and... Um, yeah, love this church, love being a part of this community. Um, yeah. Yeah. So first question, how long have you been in ministry? I, I feel like I've been in ministry my whole life. I'm yeah. a fourth generation pastor. Um, I grew up a pastor's kid, so it feels like ministry is just a part of what's in my blood, mm-hmm. so to speak. But I've been in full time for about 10 years, full time ministry for 10 years. And then before that, in part-time roles on mm-hmm. other churches and in other churches. So yeah. And what's your role here in this church? I'm our creative arts pastor. So mm-hmm. I oversee really anything that happens creatively, meaning music, video, anything that happens within our gatherings. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, next question for you. What is your spirit animal? <laughs> <laughs> that is a stupid just question. Kidding. You don't need to answer that question. <laughs> just want to see if you had a, an answer at the top of your head. But you can uh, think about it. Come okay, back to yeah, later. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll pray about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, another question for you. How did you meet your lovely wife, Rachel? Um, we were, she worked with my sister. I was a senior in high school and... Um, I wasn't much of a ladies' man. And my older sister was like, hey, there's this girl I work with. My sister's older. Um, Rachel's a couple months older or younger than I am. But she said, hey, there's this girl, Rachel. You got to meet her. Mm -hmm. Um, She's super smart. So she graduated early. And I was still a senior in high school. And so I showed up to this coffee shop she worked in and uh, just showed up awkwardly and said, hey, uh, my sister Lori said you need help moving stuff. And then we awkwardly moved stuff for a while. And then my sister came and we had coffee, kind of like it was this awkward thing where honestly, my sister was really pushing me to like reach out to her much more than I would have. But yeah, we started dating middle of my senior year. We will have been married now for, um, it'll be 18 years in May. Mm -hmm. and, um, And we've been together for 20 and a half years. That's amazing. It is amazing. Yeah. Some people say it's amazing that she's that she's <laughs> put up with me this off. long. So that's a fair that's a fair thing. So I didn't, no, yeah. Um, okay, another question for you. If I were to go to your family, whether it be like your parents and siblings mm-hmm. or your kids and wife, and ask them, tell me a story about Danny. <laughs> What's a story that they uh, you know, tell? I'm sure they have lots of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, uh, I was the favorite child. I mean, it sure. was, I was just the best though. No, I have two older <laughs> sisters and, um, my family and I, we love to laugh. Um, so there's many different stories, but one that comes to mind, we actually just, I shared this, I was preaching in true life, uh, recently, our youth ministry. And, um, I shared this there, but, um, I was eight years old, 
Uh, my family had come come up to visit. I'm the youngest of that whole side of family. Yeah. So my sisters are teenagers, and I have two cousins. Shout out to Julia and Corey. <laughs> uh, that they came up with my uncle and aunt and. I said, hey, we gotta go check out this cool slide at my elementary yeah. school. And so they said, yeah, and they were good sports. So we go to my elementary school and there's a 60 foot metal slide mm -hmm. that goes down this hill. And um, like, it was so tall. I remember kind of as a pudgy eight, eight year old, like climbing up the stairs and being exhausted by the time I was up to the top of them. And we're going down the slide and my cousins and my sisters say, hey, you know, it'd be great is uh, let's get some wax paper mm -hmm. and we'll like wax down the slide and we'll go even faster. And so we went and got some, brought it back. <laughs> and um, their idea, they realized, man, we can't really wax it and it works. You know, it'd be a lot better is if somebody just sat on the wax paper and went down the slide a bunch yeah. of times. And so, of course, because uh, they're monsters, they suggested that I go first. Yeah. And uh, so I get my body right to the edge of the top of the slide and there's a sheet of wax paper under me. And Sierra, I went so fast down that slide. Like as soon as my body weight shifted, it felt like I had shot off the end yeah. of that slide. And um, I, of course, I mean, I shot off that like a like a rocket and just skidded through the beauty bark. Yeah. You know, it's summertime, I'm wearing shorts and I have a thousand splinters through the back of my body. Yeah. And I'm crying and I look back up and my uncle was there, he had brought us, my teenage cousins, my teenage sisters, and I'm expecting that they are going to be rushing down that hill to help me and to console me. Yeah. And um, all they were doing no. was laughing yeah. at me. Of yeah, course. yeah, it, uh, it yeah. was a horrible moment. <laughs> And um, I'm still going through counseling yeah, for you're it. Still so processing, and, you know, <laughs> lots I of trauma. I'm also someone's older sister, and I yeah. do recall making my brother sit in a laundry basket and go down the stairs. Yeah, <laughs> similar, except for he like tumble, he rolled. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, oh, I take it personally. Yeah, definitely. no, you can't take it personally, and it's a mean thing to do. I, uh, Aaron, I apologize. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, this week we are talking about the lie. I am useless, and yeah. I kind of wanted us to start off by talking about that topic of uselessness or the lie, I am useless, because I think this is one that so many people wrestle with, um, whether it be they feel useless because of their abilities, they feel mm. useless because of the season of life God has them in. Uh, so tell me, what are some of your thoughts, just as we're kind of throwing it out there? Yeah, I think um, oftentimes we think with hu a human mindset, right? Mm -hmm. And we think that if we're not seeing results right now, yeah. then we are wasting whatever we're doing. You know, yeah. think about, you know, it's it's still the early part of January as we're filming this. And um, many people have probably already given up or stopped thinking about their New Year's resolutions, sure. yeah. <laughs> right? And so it's kind of like when we go to the gym and we lift once or we work out once and then we go hop on the scale yeah. or we go look in the mirror and we want to see the results right away. Um, I think that's one way that leads us to a useless uh, mindset mm -hmm. of just like, I've tried, I tried once, it didn't work so I can never try again, yeah. or I tried and I failed. And you know, it's just this mentality of, of, you know, that, that if I'm not seeing the results I want, then I must be doing something wrong. Yeah. And ultimately, you know, following Jesus, regardless of whether you're like kicking the tires of faith, as we say, mm -hmm. or you've been following Jesus for many years, you're in ministry, you're not, really the only way you grow, the only way you see transition or the, 
the, the wave, of the, you know, in my experience, what I have seen is just constant, small yeah. steps of obedience, yeah. you know, and faithfulness. So, um, yeah, I just encourage people think of those small, practical steps you can take. Yeah. Yeah. And when I think of the, like, uselessness, another area that I think of is people feeling like their gifts don't measure up to mm. someone else's gifts, you yeah. know? Um, when you, I mean, if we're talking about pastors alone, right, because we're both pastors and we can pick on pastors, you know, Um, you sometimes, especially when you're younger and you feel this call to ministry, you think, okay, I'm going to be on stage and I'm going to be preaching every week or I'm going to be singing in front of people. And then you grow up and you realize, oh, maybe those aren't my strongest gifts. You Mm -hmm. know, not every pastor is that pastor. Um, but that is like the beauty of being in a church being Mm. on a staff that is diverse is that everyone has their strengths Mm. and the lord wants them to lean into those Mm. but i think oftentimes when we you know start comparing our gifts to someone else's Mm. gifts that feeling of uselessness kind of creeps up yeah and i know uh in my life that's been a time when that lie has really gotten to me Yeah. yeah you know i think one of the big mistakes is when we live our lives like um, trying to work our way into a gift that God didn't give us. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not tall and um, I can't like work my way into <laughs> being a center in the NBA, yeah, right? Sure. <laughs> I can't be seven feet tall. Yeah. And oftentimes we feel like um, we have to do the things that we see or we only get to serve in the areas we want. Um, is it really service if we love every moment or is it service? Are we serving others, serving the church, serving our neighbors when we go, Hey, this might be a little bit inconvenient. This may not be what I love, but I'm doing this because this is good. And God uses us the best when we relent and relax and surrender to the gifts that he's given us. Um, because we have the greatest chance of being effective. Yeah. We are most effective when... We are doing the things that God created us to do. And we are well aware of, or, you know, if if you look in scripture, Paul is very clear about the fact that each body part matters. Each part of the body of Christ matters. And when when the foot tries to be a hand, it cannot accomplish the same things. We need to focus on just being the people God created us to be, Mm -hmm. not being the people that we want to be, you know, you may feel like I have this gift, but if you're not seeing fruit and you respond, you know, and you acting that out, if you're like, man, I have the gift of preaching, but nobody's listening. Well, maybe you don't have the gift of preaching, yeah. you know, or, or maybe that's not the season. For you that's not the season it. for yeah. you. Absolutely. And, and just remembering that God doesn't waste the moments, even that we think we're useless. Yeah. Like, God uses so many great, or God does so many great things through the things that we think aren't valuable. And we see so many examples of that in scripture. We see small things, just like Pastor Rob talked about, the young boy, the fish and loaves. Nobody in that crowd, I mean, think of it for a moment. What's the chance out of 5,000 people Mm -hmm. um, that there was maybe some other people that packed the lunch? Yeah. But he was the one that was willing, yeah. right? Oftentimes we just think that was the only option. Well, he was the only one that had in, that chose to offer it. Yeah. And yeah. what kind of 
I mean, it's kind of crazy to think that he somehow thinks like, oh, mm -hmm. just take my small lunch. This will be, this will feed many people. Yeah. He just had the mindset of like, I have something I can give, so I'm going to give that. Yeah. And and regardless of the, the season that we feel like mm -hmm. we're in, um, just be obedient. What do you have today, even if you have nothing? What do you have today that you can offer the Lord, that you can, how can you love your neighbor? How can you serve those around you? Yeah. Well, in... You know, we've talked about before, when, right after I graduated with my master's, I thought I was going to walk into full-time mm. ministry. Um, and then God had me in a different job for a while. And I think during that season, that was the time, you know, I believe the lie, I am useless mm -hmm. the most, where I was like, what am I doing here? What is my yeah. purpose? God, why do you have me here? Um, can you talk to us about a time in your life that you believe that lie, I am useless? Yeah, I think um, life in and of itself is full of ups and downs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I don't think if you're watching this or listening to this that you think pastors are superheroes. And if you do, I just hate to break your heart. We're not yeah, superheroes, yeah. right? We've just people that have responded to what God's asked us to do. And, um, you know, I think when we've made mistakes or when we fail, oftentimes we feel like that's it. Yeah. Um, we were even talking about this the other day, but, I mean, just think for a moment how Peter must have felt mm -hmm. the rest of his life after he had denied Jesus three times, after which... He had promised Jesus he would not, yeah. right? We even see him cut off a guard's ear, like in defense of Jesus, and Jesus rebukes him, and Peter shrinks away and denies him three times. Yeah. And just think, like, I identify with Peter. Peter, you know, he's loud and he's brash, and I've been accused of all of those yeah, things, sure. right? You're well aware of that. And um, I just identify with, like, he's courageous. He's going to act before he yeah. thinks, and that's kind of my personality. And he, like, he had so many moments, um, powerful moments with Jesus. And then in this, in the greatest moment when he's like, I will not deny you, mm -hmm. he denies Jesus. And we go, oh man, how heartbreaking is that? Or we say, how must have Jesus felt in that moment? And then we see Jesus uh, restore Peter in the end of the gospel of John. And we go, oh, that's so cool. But we forget that Peter was a man that, you know, laying down at night was that playing through his mind yeah. and um, how must he have felt like, Oh Lord, if only like, Lord, I know you did something great through this and through my failure and, 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 and I didn't get in the way of what you were doing, but I can't believe I failed you. Yeah. And, and, you know, in ministry, there's many times I've said things I shouldn't say. Mm -hmm. There's many things I've done, you know, I've done things I shouldn't have done. There's times that I have, um, felt like I'm acting in righteousness. You know, as youth pastor, we kind of, Caleb and I, our youth pastor, were joking about this. Mm -hmm. You know who he is. He's your yeah, husband. Yeah, my husband, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We were kind of joking about this the other day that um, when I was a youth pastor, I just sometimes I was like, my, I, my dad mode is going strong. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just like, I'm acting in righteousness and I'm just, you know, frustrated with the student and being yeah. like, you know, trying to take charge and and there's those moments that replay in my mind, and I'm thankful that the grace of God is big. Yeah. And that, um, one, I try when I'm wrong mm -hmm. to ask for forgiveness. I do that with my kids. I'm not perfect by any means, but one of the things I work really hard to do is when I have done something 
outside of the will of God, if mm -hmm. I've acted in sin or, or said something, done something uh, that was not honoring of Christ, mm -hmm. to take a moment and say, this is an example of why I need Jesus too. Yeah. Will you forgive me? And so, um, you know, when I think of failure, unfortunately, I'm, I'm harder on myself than anybody else is. I think of a million little moments of failure. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm just thankful God's grace is so big. And he does not use me because I'm perfect, because yeah. then I wouldn't be used. He uses me because I'm willing mm -hmm. and because he wants, like he has invited me into the restoration of the world, the restoration of other people around me. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, for a lot of people, you know, when they begin to feel failure, similar to what you're talking about, then that the immediate response is, well, then why should I try? Yeah. And then when we stop trying, then that's kind of where that uselessness mm -hmm. comes in too of like, well, if I try and I fail, then what's the point mm -hmm. of doing mm -hmm. it? And we chalk up usefulness to success. Yeah. 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 And so I think that that is something that so many people struggle with. Um, can you talk to us about, you know, for someone listening to this podcast right now, who is struggling with the lie, I am useless, whether that be because of giftings, because of the season of life yeah. they're in. Maybe they feel like a failure and they don't want to try again. Mm. Um, what would you say how to combat that? Yeah, um, I mean, one, you can take inventory of your life and think of that and ask God to show you times in your life that you have been useful. Yeah. Um, you know, in ministry, I always want these great moments of success to be what is really impactful. But, you know, yeah. honestly, some of the most impactful times in my ministry is not a sermon I've preached or or um, this powerful moment in a sermon or, or service or whatever. It's been visiting somebody in the hospital. I was just talking mm -hmm. with somebody recently that was reminding me of visiting her and, and her ailing dad in the hospital like five years ago. Mm -hmm. That meant a lot. Yeah. Um, and it... I was just willing to do it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so I would encourage people, if you're, if you're feeling useless, again, ask God to show you times that you've been useful. Yeah. And then just be willing to take small steps. Yeah. Um, whatever that looks like. Um, you know, an easy example, we talked about, you know, New Year's resolutions and maybe people mm -hmm. have already given up on them. If you're like <laughs> 10 days behind on your Bible reading already, yeah. just pick up your Bible. Yeah. Are you going to regret that maybe you're, you don't finish the Bible by January 1, 2024, mm -hmm. but you finish it by the end of January yeah. 2024? You know, like we just like think oftentimes, and th honestly, Sierra, there are two levels, like I grade myself on, on a sheet of like perfection is not mm. perfect for me. Yeah. Perfection is passing. So like perfection is, I get a 70% mm. if I'm perfect. Yeah. If I'm, if I am just under that, I'm a yeah. failure. So it's either all, you know, like I nailed it and so I pass. Yeah. Um, or if I didn't nail it, I'm a failure. And that's mm. something I am praying through on a regular basis. I have people in my life that's, that speak into that situation um, where they're saying, hey, you're really hard on yourself. Yeah. What you think, I know you feel that. I know it feels true. It's not true. Yeah. Um, and so um, really take inventory and say, okay, God, what do you have 
can you just show me that you've used me in some way, shape, or form? And then just take small steps of obedience. Just start reading your Bible. Start mentioning Jesus in your yeah. workplace. You know, ask somebody to pray. Ask, ask if you could pray with somebody who's struggling. Um, we all want to have a moment where God uses us for an incredible thing. But man, if we were just like the boy with the lunch, we don't know his name. We don't know what the rest of his life looked like. Yeah. But in that moment, he was just saying, I have this. I'll offer this. So we can do that in so many ways. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes trying to oftentimes when we try to find the grand act of obedience, we miss 20 small steps yeah. in obedience. Yeah. And when the grand act is the only way we can succeed, it just means we feel like failures all mm-hmm. the time. So um, you know, even as I say this um today, I'm saying it to myself, yeah. you know, as someone that really struggles with um, being really critical. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. being critical of myself. So, well, and for those of you listening, that is our challenge to you today. Yeah. Find a way to be obedient to the Lord in the small steps that lead to the big steps. Yeah. Um, that is where you are going to see his faithfulness in and through your life. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for coming on this podcast and, yep. and talking about this topic. Um, For those of you listening, we're going to be releasing a new podcast every Friday until the end of this series. So keep tuning in and uh, listening to our pastors talk about the lies that we listen to. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in.